How are you coping, girl? Seriously, what negative emotion do you feel deep down in your feeler because of past trauma? And what are you doing to cope with it? It could be good. It could be not so good. But before you can address a negative coping mechanism, you have to identify it and get real with it because you might not even realize that you do it or why you do it because you might have buried some past trauma so far deep down inside of you that you don't even realize that it is stealing your thriving life away from you. So let's get real. Let's evaluate how you're coping so you can do something about it and start living your most thriving and most abundant life that God has for you. Hey there, my friend, Jenna Dexter here, Christian life and mindset coach. And this is Total Thrive. This is where you are empowered to confidently achieve your most thriving and purpose-filled life. And when we are carrying around emotional stress from our past, we are not living our most thriving life in the present, the right now. We all cope with past trauma in one way or another, whether it's with a good coping mechanism or a bad one. Queen Victoria, for instance, she coped with the loss of her beloved Prince Albert by locking herself in her grief. She wore black every single day for the next 40 years, and she had Prince Albert's bedding changed every single day. Like, that's not living. That's locking yourself in your pain and your grief in the moment of your trauma and just staying there in the ick. She stopped living, and she ate a lot of food. She ate a lot of food. That was her coping mechanism, which led to her gaining weight, which led to her wanting to isolate herself even more. She didn't want to go out in public and be seen in her big black dress. I'm reading through Win the Day, Seven Daily Habits to Help You Stress Less and Accomplish More by Pastor Mark Batterson. And his second habit is kiss the wave, basically saying goodbye to dead yesterdays. Bye-bye. Bye-bye my trauma. Bye-bye my past, my past mistakes, my past regrets, my past thing that happened to me. I'm moving on to my future. It's owning your past so that you can own your present and your future. I'll link the book in the description if you want to check it out. But in chapter four, among a lot of other things, he talks about evaluating your coping mechanisms. And that's what I'm prompting you to do right now. How are you coping, girl? Seriously, how are you coping? What difficult traumatic thing happened to you in the past? And how are you coping with the negative feelings that naturally come as a result of it? First of all, can you identify the, the negative feeling that you have? Are you feeling sad, depressed, anxious, angry, bitterness, shame, guilt? What is the thing that you feel? Think about it. And in order to cope with that thing, are you living in denial? I'm doing just fine, thank you. Is that you? Are you pretending that you're doing just fine, thank you? In the last video, we talked about pressing in to the emotional scar tissue of your past, of your trauma, so that you can release it. But what other coping mechanisms are there? Um, are you seeking comfort in food, alcohol, shopping, or binging Netflix? Do you isolate yourself, avoiding certain situations and people? Do you avoid church and talking to God? Because maybe you're not really sure how you feel about God right now. In the New York Times bestseller, The Body Keeps Score, Bessel van der Kolk tells a story of a 28-year-old nurse's aide who weighs 408 pounds, and she goes to see a doctor about it. Over the course of 51 weeks, she loses 276 pounds, more than half her body weight. But then she regains back a shocking amount of it, which completely perplexes and puzzles the doctor. But as it turns out that her weight was not the problem, 
her weight was a symptom. The root of her problem was sexual abuse. She had been sexually abused during her childhood, and she had turned to food as a coping mechanism, not so much to feel better, though maybe that was part of it, but it was a defense mechanism because if she gained weight, perhaps maybe she wouldn't get the sexual advances. So she ate, and she ate a lot of food. And so when she went to the doctor to help her lose weight, and she lost it, she was then approached by a colleague who made a sexual advance at her, and that sent her to eating everything in sight. So do you have a symptom in your life that you're trying to address when really there's an underlying root that needs to be addressed? Metaphorically speaking, are you trying to fix the problem of being overweight instead of trying to fix the problem that caused the being overweight, right? Or maybe that's not metaphorical for you. Maybe you actually have excess weight on you that you're trying to lose. And maybe you, maybe you realize or don't realize that the root of your eating is more than just a disciplinary issue. It's more than just trying to have the willpower to not eat. There's an underlying reason that's getting you to eat. Or maybe you overspend and you think that it's just a matter of self-control, that you just like to shop. When really, there's an underlying reason that is causing you to spend money to feel better. For you, spending money is a coping mechanism. Here's a list of some of the most common coping mechanisms. Think about if you identify with any of these. Substance abuse, kind of obvious, right? Substance abuse, so alcohol, drugs, painkillers, overeating, we just talked about that. Whether it's for emotional eating or eating as a defense mechanism. Excess screen time, TV, social media, gaming. Avoidance, denial, suppressing your feelings, isolation, overworking, aggression. If you recognize that you're using one of these or a myriad of other negative coping mechanisms, that's the first step. The first step is identifying, right? You've got to identify, oh, when I do that, that's actually a coping mechanism for this other thing. Because again, you might not even realize. You might not even realize why you're drawn to eat so much, why you're drawn to spend so much or work so much or whatever it is for you. But now that you know, or maybe as you come to know, now that I'm getting you to think about it and you start analyzing your life and your habits and your, the things that you do, you might start to recognize. Pause and think about it. Pause and think about why am I eating right now? I'm not even hungry. Why am I watching so much TV other than it's just fun to watch TV? Is there a deeper reason why, why I'm watching so much TV? What am I really feeling inside? And what is this activity I'm doing covering up or making me feel somehow better about myself temporarily? So once you identify it, whether you've already identified it or you come to the realization and you in the future identify it, what do you do about it? Well, if you know anything about me, you know the first thing I'm going to say, right? You, you got to know the first thing I'm going to say. I'm going to say to press into Jesus, run to Jesus. In the last video, I talked about how to press into a wound, how to press into the past and, and face it and deal with it. And that three practical ways to do that is to pray, read your Bible and journal. And those three things apply to this as well. As you're trying to figure out how to deal with a negative coping mechanism, three positive coping mechanisms is that. When you start to feel anxious, when you start to feel sad or depressed or whatever the thing is that, that gets you running toward the negative coping mechanism, pause and pray. Pause and go grab your Bible. Pause and grab a journal and write about it. 
you know, what is it I'm feeling right now? And what, what is making me want to go run to that coping mechanism that's negative for me? And what can I do instead? And maybe write about it and analyze your feelings, analyze what's making you do what you do. Ask God to show you practical things that you can do to number one, heal, obviously, from the past trauma, but also what are some healthy coping mechanisms, Lord, that I can do instead? What are some things I can do so that I'm not running to those things? And sometimes it can just be practical things, like just recognizing that you do it is huge because just recognizing that you're doing it, you're not just going to aimlessly start to do a thing without at least knowing it. And that alone could be enough to put a, a check in your spirit and, and cause you to choose something healthier. But trust that God will lead you. Trust that God will speak to you and lead you in the word. Um, he might speak to you in your dreams. He might speak to you in a lot of different ways, a, a church sermon or, or lead you to certain books to read that might help you. He might lead you into a support group, counseling, coaching, celebrate recovery healing rooms. There's so many practical things that we can do to seek out like inner healing. And if you aren't consistently just going to church, maybe you just start there. And if you aren't consistently maybe serving at church in ministry and, and, and sometimes serving in ministry at church or anywhere is not only great for the actual ministry you're doing and, and the people you're serving and you're serving God and you're fulfilling calling and purpose and all of that, it can also be really great just to have a community of people that you see on a regular basis. You know, if you help out at a soup kitchen, you're not only serving people that need that soup, you are consistently hanging out with a, a like-minded group of people who that you're going to get to know and they're going to get to know you and you're doing life with them. But other than praying, reading the Bible and journaling as positive coping mechanisms, here is a list of a bunch of other positive coping mechanisms that you might think about. And none of these have to even be a coping mechanism. This can just be ways to add joy to your life and peace to your life and live a more thriving life. It doesn't have to be about overcoming a negative feeling. These are just practical things that any of us can do to live a more thriving life, really. So engage in a sport, hobby, or recreational activity. I play pool on Wednesday nights. What do you do? Exercise more. Get a pet, ideally a cat. <laughs> but dogs are good too. And and another get an iguana. I don't know. Whatever it is, whatever kind of pet would float your boat. People who have pets are healthier mentally, therefore healthier physically, and therefore live longer lives. Cultivate your relationships, both with your friendships and your family, and that group that you serve with, you know, at the soup kitchen or on a worship team, or whatever it is that you do. Plan fun outings. Go to a comedy show and laugh. Go to a concert. Plan fun outings. Plan vacations. Plan visits to go see people. You know, is there someone that lives far away from you that you haven't seen in a while? Get on the phone with them and plan a time to come visit them. Spend time meditating in God's presence. Turn on some soaky music and just lay on the floor or in the grass or anywhere, and just meditate on Jesus. Practice deep breathing, especially if you're in the middle of having like a panic attack or, or something is really making you sad or emotional or whatever. Stop and just breathe deep, taking a deep breath, 
and let it out. And thank Jesus and be grateful and be mindful that he is with you. Ask for his peace that passes understanding. Make a list of people that you trust that you can call or text, reach out to when you need support, when you need encouragement, when you just need a good laugh. Read good books or listen to books on Audible. I do both, both fiction and nonfiction, which leads to learn and grow in something that interests you. Pick a topic that interests you and find out more about it. Get books that you can read or listen to on the topic. Follow podcasts. Take a course. Throw yourself into something meaningful and purpose-filled, such as a ministry, a new career, a new business, something where you feel good that, that you're doing something meaningful, where you're serving God, you're serving others, you're just doing something that's purpose-filled. So basically, figure out things that help soothe you when you're experiencing some negative emotions. Figure out things that bring you peace, things that bring you joy, things that make you laugh, things that make you feel alive and, and thriving, and do those things. Again, all of us should be doing all those things, whether or not we are dealing with any negative coping mechanisms, we should all be doing those things. And watch this video next for more on owning your past so it doesn't own you. So that's what I have for you today. Now off you go, girl. Take at least one action today toward living your most thriving and purpose-filled life.